Sweet Valley Diaries is and always has been a conversation podcast. But did you know that the show's creator, oh, that's me, Marissa Flaxbart, that she, that I, also moonlight as a narrative podcast writer and producer? My work on the award-winning 20,000 Hertz podcast involves research, copywriting, interviews, and creative audio design. So this interseason hiatus, I thought, why not bring the investigative narrative podcast treatment to Sweet Valley? It all started with the topic, and that topic revealed itself loud and clear. Dolls. On this very special hiatus bonus episode of Sweet Valley Diaries, the Sweet Valley High Dolls. As listeners are hopefully aware, this podcast has an email address. It's a strange one, hearkening back to the show's roots as an iWeb blog during the mobile me era of Apple-branded cloud storage, sweetvalleydiaries at me.com. On September 3rd, 2021, listener Zana D. wrote in to that address. Among other things, her detailed and intriguing missive contained this mysterious paragraph. I wanted to ask you if you knew that back in the 1990s, they actually had two versions of Barbie-like dolls made of Jessica and Elizabeth. I hadn't heard you mention them in Sweet Valley Diaries like you had the board games, so I didn't know if you knew about them. I had both sets growing up. In case you didn't know, here's a little about them. One set was sold separately, Elizabeth and Jessica, and the other was a special prom set sold together. Each doll in both sets looked alike, obviously, but had differences so you could tell them apart. Elizabeth had a closed mouth pink smile while Jessica's was bright red and open. The Elizabeth doll even had a dot on her shoulder for her mole. The dolls came with a small booklet with a short SV story in it. Elizabeth wore Todd's Letterman jacket and Jessica wore a green and purple outfit. The prom set obviously had the girls in prom dresses and the booklet told of how each girl bought a dress, decided it wasn't right for her and swapped it with her sisters. As I read the email, this paragraph stunned me. All signs suggested that I should not only have heard of these dolls, but owned them myself. Never mind my years of Sweet Valley scholarship, I had a huge Barbie collection growing up, and my mother's refusal to buy them for me meant that I saved up and bought my own, making them my prized possessions. I read the Sweet Valley twins and kids books that were targeted at the same age group as these dolls. Furthermore, the Sweet Valley High dolls were released in 1992. I turned nine years old in 1992. How had I missed them? I had to know more. So I turned to the internet. First off, Zana was right on about how the dolls were sold. You could buy your own Jessica and Elizabeth dolls in a big box as a set labeled Prom Perfect Jessica and Elizabeth where the girls came dressed like Disney princesses, ostensibly on their way to one of their infinite junior proms. But there was another option. In possibly the greatest doll racket since Puppy Surprise with only three puppies inside. Puppy Surprise comes with three, four, or five baby puppies. One in five mommy dolls comes with four or five puppies. Campus Cool Jessica and Campus Cool Elizabeth dolls were sold separately. It's sold separately. 
Think about this. The entire gimmick of these dolls is that they are twins. On the front of each box, in huge letters, these words are written. Twin sisters, twice the fun. But inside the campus cool boxes, only one twin. As Zana indicated, a notable difference between the two dolls is that the Jessica doll has a big flirty smile on her face, while the Elizabeth doll stares out at you with a dead expression in her eyes and no hint of emotion playing across her lips. So while your average eight-year-old could buy two Jessicas or two Elizabeths and pass one of them off as the other, and that would be a very Wakefield ruse to pull, deep down, she'd know. The packaging even challenges young buyers to know and internalize the differences between the dolls. Their best friends can tell them apart, it reads. Can you? Even more bizarre to my trained eye than this separate but equal twin doll scheme were the outfits the twin dolls are wearing. More specifically, the outfits that doll Elizabeth is wearing. Princess prom gowns aside, these outfits are all pure Jessica, and Jessica at her most outrageous. The campus cool Elizabeth is indeed wearing Todd's Letterman sweater, but she's also wearing a red Blossom hat, as in the television show Blossom. It has a big blue silk rose slapped on it. She dons a lace-framed satin crop top and a paisley miniskirt. Not a polo shirt or a sensible pair of jeans in the entire line of doll clothes. Oh, did I mention there was an entire line of doll clothes? Well, there was. At first, alliteration was the rule. To campus cool and prom perfect were added denim duet, rockin' rags, pillow party. Then the marketing team got lazy or bored. A sold as let's dance, winter dazzle, and born to shop. Of all these outfits, the only one that looks like something Elizabeth Wakefield might wear is her pillow party pajama set, which consists of blue sweatpants and a pastel printed loungewear top. It should be noted that Jessica Wakefield's pillow party outfit is nothing but red lingerie fringed with black lace. The dolls themselves, as Zana mentioned, were packaged with many books telling a story related to the outlandish outfits the dolls donned. The books were titled Moonlight and Roses, Campus Cool Jessica's Story, and, cleverly, Campus Cool Elizabeth's Story. The covers of these books look much like the Sweet Valley High covers might look if James Matthews had taken mushrooms before painting and then been told to hurry up and finish. And while every doll set came with one of these books, every outfit set came with an origin story as well, printed on the back of the packaging. For example, Denim Duet. Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield are going on a double date. The twins can't wait to have a great time with their boyfriends. But there are so many great places to go in Sweet Valley, the twins just can't decide where their date should be. Guido's Pizza Place? Or maybe even a picnic? Jessica wants to see a movie at the mall and then get something to eat, but Elizabeth would rather take a long romantic walk with her boyfriend. Will the twins be able to go on a double date after all? Or Rockin' Rags. The hottest concert of the year is tonight at Sweet Valley Arena. Identical twins Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield wouldn't miss it for anything. They had a really hard time deciding what to wear, but have finally come up with the perfect outfits. Jessica and Elizabeth look great and are ready for a fabulous evening. The twins have been waiting for tonight for weeks and can't wait to see their favorite rock star. Who is playing tonight? Are the twins gonna meet the star of the concert?
armed with such specific creative marching orders, what small child wouldn't want to dress up their dolls and answer some rhetorical questions through play? As long as we're talking packaging, it's important to note that Francine Pascal herself got in on the packaging action, too. Every item included the following letter, which Francine certainly took the time to scribe with her own hands and didn't farm out to a ghostwriter. Dear friend, since my first Sweet Valley High book was published in 1983, girls all around the world have enjoyed reading about the adventures of Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield and their many friends in the California town of Sweet Valley. Now you can have even more fun acting out all your favorite Sweet Valley stories with Sweet Valley dolls and fashions. I know you'll love playing with Elizabeth and Jessica as much as I love creating their stories. Yours truly, Francine Pascal. Like so much of Sweet Valley ephemera, these dolls barely exist on the internet. By collector standards, the dolls are now considered rare, as are their clothes. New in package, sellers are charging hundreds of dollars for them. During my exhaustive research process, a second page search result touting a review of the dolls generated as much pop-up web junk as a janky porn site. This is the plight of all young Gen Xers and older millennials on a nostalgia hunt. We grew up in a world half in and half out of the web. If something was made for kids and it stopped being cool before about 1998, it has the potential to seem like a false memory, undocumented by the algorithm. Luckily, there's more than enough online about these dolls to assure me that they were real. The greatest online resource by far is this 1992 advertisement for the Sweet Valley dolls. Think twice about the Sweet Valley twins. In it, you can see the dolls, the outfits, and even that mole on doll Elizabeth's back. The Sweet Valley High Twins, impulsive Jessica always getting into trouble, and level-headed Elizabeth who's always getting her out. Except for Elizabeth's birthmark, they're identically opposite twins. Think twice when you do their hair. Think twice or when you pick what they wear. Twice. They are the Sweet Valley Twins. From Bandai. This advertisement proved unequivocally that this was no Mandela effect. These dolls did exist. But for me, the advertisement unlocked an even deeper truth. When I saw the ad, I remembered. I hadn't owned these dolls, but I had played with them before, at the home of my neighbors. A year younger than me, they were blonde twins, one of whom was even named Jessica. My family moved in down the street from them in late 1990. Those twins at that time, of course they'd had the dolls. And even though I'd never seen the packaging or the advertising before, the Sweet Valley High dolls had been a small part of my girlhood. It all started with a simple email. But maybe, just maybe, through this investigation, I'd accidentally uncovered not only a memory of these strange toys, but also the origin story of my Sweet Valley obsession. We'll never know for sure. Sweet Valley Diaries is produced, written, and edited by Marissa Flaxbart. Theme music by Marissa Flaxbart. 
The role of Zana's email was performed by Alex Jennings. Special thanks to Zana for emailing in her Sweet Valley memories. Sweet Valley High and the entire Sweet Valley universe is the brainchild of Francine Pascal, supported by a cabal of nameless scribes. The Sweet Valley twin dolls were manufactured by Bandai. You can follow Sweet Valley Diaries on Instagram at Sweet Valley Diaries, on Twitter at Sweet Valley, or email the show sweetvalleydiaries at me.com. Our website is sweetvalleydiaries.net. Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or better yet, tell a friend about the show. Sweet Valley Diaries will return with Season 7 later this year.